All right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean King. Hey everybody, how's it going? I had to give a little build up there and then level it out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like it, man. Just to straighten my name. Sound strong. <laughs> Sound healthy. Nothing extra. Nothing extra. It doesn't no need weird. anything extra. <laughs> no weird nicknames or descriptions of you in any kind of way? Nope. Just there it is. Here yeah. I am. I have arrived. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, Sean, we're getting right into it, buddy. We're getting right into it. It's finally time. You've finally seen it. I've seen it twice. You've seen it once. It's time to talk about Black Panther. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, me too, Can man. You hear this, this is my smile through my lips. This is like our most like anticipated like episode ever. It is thus far. Yeah. I mean, because when we talked about the movie this year, I want to say this one was pretty pretty damn high on the list. Like yeah. right after Infinity War. Yeah. So this one, this is. This is it, man. It's here. It's arrived. It's doing incredibly well. Uh, so yeah, let's just let's just jump right into it. Um, as you can, I start. Can I start we, with a fun fact? Uh, hey, don't let me stop you. <laughs> so, one of the actors in Black Panther is actually um, from Grenada. Wait, really? Yeah, which which is you know, where you are right now. Which is where I am right now. Um, which you know wouldn't be like super impressive if I was like any other country. But being from here, that's a big deal because there's only I was just looking it up right now because I don't even know the population here is only one hundred and seven um, thousand. That's significantly small. So yeah, it's one hundred and seven three hundred seventeen people. Um, and you're going to come, you're going to come visit later. You're going to see what I mean. Like it, it's big, but it's not that big. You know what I mean? I mean, so there's not over like saying like, like 2 billion people in Chicago alone. So yeah, that's pretty fucking small. Yeah. I think there's actually more people in Illinois than there are here. Actually, I'm pretty confident on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. 100%. Um, but yeah, yeah. One of them are from here. It's one of the, the warriors, um, one of the female warriors. Oh, the door of Melage. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Yeah. Get it, get it together, bro. Dude, there's a <laughs> lot of names in this movie that are like. Okay, oh I yeah, no, I know that one. I gotta remember that one. I gotta remember that one. I'm like, oh, this is exhausting. But no, <laughs> yeah, the door of Melage. That's all right though. I'm, I got it. I got it down packed. We're good to go. <laughs> I'm, all right, man. So just. That was a cool fact, though. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's very I didn't know until after the movie. But actually, it was a... I mean, we can talk about this more later, but it was a humongous deal here. Um, was it? Yeah. I mean, this movie in general was a huge deal, but that was like a big deal on top of it. And that's true. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that later. Let's, let's go ahead and start from the beginning. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So to start off, let's just, let's just talk numbers, right? So 
box office numbers. First of all, we already knew that we it had already been reported that Black Panther had broke the record for the most ticket pre-sales of any Marvel movie. So, I mean, they had put this movie on track to make like well over 120 million opening weekend, which is a pretty big opening weekend. This movie did like 292 million its opening weekend. The largest MCU movie opening of all time. Which is crazy when you think about it. Like, you would really think it would have been Avengers. Yeah. Right? You would think. Well, it beat Avengers by like a solid 15 million or something like that, I think. 15, 20 million. Yeah, I mean, that alone is crazy. Like, if if you were, uh, you know, if you got asked that question like a couple years ago, what movie, and you knew all the movies that were going to be coming out, was it going to make the most? Like, 100% you're going to say Avengers. You would never think, oh, it's going to be Black Panther. Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't have thought that. Not at all. I mean, I understand why now, but I wouldn't have thought that then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not only yeah. that, but it's still killing it, dude. So in in here in North America, because you're not here right now, but in America, <laughs> this is its second weekend. And like for its second weekend, it's still number one at the box office. Not only that, but it's broken another record. Because the drop off from weekend one to weekend two, it only dropped, it dropped less than 50%, which again is the best second weekend of any Marvel movie so far. Crazy. Crazy, right? Crazy stuff. Or the best, or the smallest how drop does, off. Uh, how does that uh, stand? And I don't mean to put it on your spot if you don't know, but of all movies. I'm not sure of all movies. I didn't I didn't get that deeply into it, but I know in terms of like Marvel movies it's it's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 absurd. Uh so all right. Numbers out of the way, let's let's get right into it. Sean, what is what why don't you go ahead and break down the plot for us? What is, what do you what do you uh oh, no you no, mean? this is this is gonna be your job, man. You just watched Me? it. I did just watch it. Alright, so here's the plot. Uh so it takes place right after the events of uh Civil War. So, you know, we immediately, which I was surprised. Yeah, like right after, um, like literally like Black Panther is on the plane or on the ship going back to Wakanda right after this happened. He's watching on the news like they're talking about how his father was just murdered, how he's next in line to take it. And of course, the world still doesn't know about Wakanda yet. They're saying it's just a, a village of like poor farmers and it's surrounded by like mountains and impenetrable rainforests and the Wakandans don't want any help from the outside world and they don't take any aid. So they're just like poor and stuff like that. And they have no idea what's really going on behind those trees. Um, so yeah, we see black Panther. He's going back. He is the black so was, Panther. Was, now he's, I was thinking this as I was watching it though. So it can't be immediately after like he had to be at Wakanda at least one time before that opening scene, because how else would he've gotten Bucky there? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. Man, you just skipped way See, to the end credit scene. So I'm thinking, but we already knew that from Civil War. That's true, but I don't, I don't know, man. Like, you could argue that that scene took place after the events of this movie. I guess you can, you can say that that could all take place at the after this movie. Yeah. No, no, because they they reference Bucky once. I'm thinking in the like movie. he went back. To Wakanda. Did, did you, you caught it, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. It could have took place in, but yeah, oh, yeah, I definitely caught it. Um, 
Yeah, she makes a joke like you brought me another broken white boy to fix. I was like, ah, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I was like in the theater, like whispering to Denise, like, it's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> it could have, it could have just took place like in between these events, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's somewhere in there. That's a good point. But I don't think he I don't think he's been back to Wakanda <laughs> since it's happened though because the way they pitched this movie is that this was his first time returning since all these those events had happened. Yeah, um, and I was thinking about that too. But I mean, it's I think it it's in the first week, right? Don't they say that like it happened like a week ago? Did they? The the death of his father. I think they I I want to say they did. It might have been something like that. So I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking that he had been back to Wakanda, but then he left again because he was going to be crowned king and he wanted his then ex-girlfriend no, to be there. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that, okay. That can make sense. I can see that. All right. So, yeah. So we see him come back to Wakanda. He's 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 a Black Panther now. Um, he, he does go to get his ex-girlfriend, but he's about to be crowned king. But before he can be crowned king... He has to go through the Black Panther trials, which is really cool because that is taken directly from the comic books. When a uh, somebody is in line to become the Black Panther, or somebody wants to become the Black Panther, so it is, it is a uh, hereditary in the sense that like it is passed down in the royal family from generation to generation. But they do hold a competition every year where anyone can challenge the current Black Panther for the title of Black Panther. Now, in the past, it's mostly only been, like, um, members of the royal family, but anybody can challenge to become Black Panther. So in order for him to to take on the throne, he has to accept these challenges first and um, in order to prove himself. It's also a way to prove himself, to prove yourself as a, as a Black Panther, that you're capable, you have the skills to to make it happen and in this movie we only see him like fight one person at a time but like in the comics there's been like times where he's fought in like a line of people like he fight you know three four five six people one after the other and he has to keep taking them down so that's pretty cool that they they stuck with that um so we see him get back like i said he 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 has to beat the win the trials so he can be fully uh realized as king and black panther which he does, which is great. Um, and then we see Ulysses Claw. We get three villains in this movie, kind of. We get Ulysses Claw, we get Eric Killmonger, and we get Man-Ape, which they don't actually refer to as Man-Ape. They call him M'Baku, which is cool. I like that name anyway. Um, I mean, that's his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that name. I understand why they didn't want to call him Man-Ape for for kind of obvious reasons, but yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> good, good decision on their part. Um, so yeah, so we see him go through that. I mean, that's, I, well, I'm not going to go too deep into the plot, but yeah, we basically see him have to go through the trials of becoming King and Eric Killmonger is trying to destroy that. He's trying to take that away. He wants to become King because the main focus of this movie is that Wakanda in the past has exiled themselves from the rest of the world. They don't accept aid and they also don't help others. All they do is protect their own. So the world doesn't really know about them. Um, but in turn, like the whole idea is like, yeah, we, there is a, an understanding of they want to protect their own and they feel like if they 
stay out of the conflict of the rest of the world, then they'll always be okay. But on the flip side, it's like by doing that and you they have the power, they have the power, they have the technology, they have the smarts, they have the resources to make a lot of change in the world for people like them and they don't do it. And it's kind of like, it, I guess it's kind of like the Spider-Man thing in the sense that like with great power comes, comes great responsibility, right? It's like what Uncle Ben taught us. It's They have all this power <laughs> and like they've only seen it as they're only responsible for taking care of their own within Wakanda. So it's like, but what about everybody else? What about the rest of the world? What about the other people? What about the people directly around them who are suffering? Like, um, Nakia is helping other women like right outside of Wakanda, like other tribes and things like that. And she does that because she wants to help the rest of the world, but she doesn't get the resources and the backing of the Wakanda nation of their, of their technology, of their weapons. So that's, that's kind of where the, where the, the plot focuses Any, anything I'm missing. Anything you want to add? No, I think that's a, that's a good sum up. Um, you want to get into Killmonger's story? <laughs> uh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. I want to, I want to save that. Cause I feel like that's a, that's a good topic. Okay. Before we do that, I just want to kind of get into the cast in general. I think, and I mean, Marvel has, they've always done well with this. Like it's not really a surprise, but this cast is fucking spot on, dude. Like <laughs> it's so great everybody i mean from the big characters to the small ones like it's so great and the decisions that they made with some of these characters is just like flawless and like stuff that like like i sat back and i thought like did they do i wonder if they did that on purpose and then i'm like of course they did that on purpose like they know what they're doing like it's no way that that decision was an accident so man the, the characters are great who who would you who was your favorite character uh, I'm gonna have to say the uh, the sister, Siri. Siri, Siri? Yeah. yeah, she was she was real cool, man. I liked her a lot. Her humor was good. I liked the the kind of like innocence they gave her, which is pretty different from how she is in the comics. Because in the comics, she's she's set on becoming Black Panther, the first female Black Panther from the time she's a kid. So in this movie, she's kind of more of like she's she's the tech genius, but she's also like younger. So, like, she's a real contrast from other tech geniuses we've seen in the MCU, like Tony Stark and things like that. Like, she's a real contrast from people like that. Like, she's young. She's smart. She's funny. No, I really liked her. She was one of my favorites. I also really liked M'Baku. Like, he, I, I liked him a lot as a character. Like, I liked him when he was kind of in his villainous mode, and I liked him as, like, an ally. Like, I thought he was good both ways. And this is one of the decisions right. I was talking about that I feel like they pro I'm sure they did it on purpose because... So, in the comics, M'Baku, also Man-Ape in the comic books, their tribe, and they kind of mentioned in the beginning of the movie, but their tribe, unlike the Wakandans who worship the panther god, his tribe worships the white gorilla god. So that's why, like, when you see their nation, like, he wears the gorilla mask, like, there's gorilla, like, carvings and statues and things like that. They wear the white fur. They have the white paint on them. And what I, one of the decisions I like that they made is that, number one, again, the guy they picked for the role was great. He was big, and they didn't – it's very clear that, like, he wasn't in the gym. 
They didn't work him out. They didn't go, let's make this dude big and muscular. Like, he's just already a big dude, a big, imposing dude. So even when he's fighting T'Challa with his shirt off, it's like, like he's not super muscular. He doesn't have a huge chest. Like, he doesn't have the, the cut, super cut abs or the huge muscular arms. Like, he's just a big, imposing dude. And I like that decision that they made. You know, not everybody is going to look like a, a damn action figure. So it's like... I like that they did that. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, that's yeah. a, that was a good decision. Ah, so good. So good. I mean, yeah, I think everybody was extremely well cast. Um, everybody was super believable as their character. Um, this is, I mean, this is between plot and cast, but the, the guy that plays Agent Ross, which I looked up, his, his name is Martin Freeman. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. His whole his whole character was completely pointless to the story. In my opinion, I feel like he had, he had zero business being in this movie. <laughs> so it's funny because you're the second person I've heard say that. And I wasn't expecting you to say that. And I didn't mind his character in the movie at all. Like I really didn't, but it's funny because I made the joke of, you know how we always have the, the movies where there's like the token black guy. Like, he was basically just the token white guy for this movie. Like, that's what he was. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. But, I mean, he didn't bring anything to the to the story, really. Why was he there? Yeah, I don't know. I guess... Like, they could have... At the end, they could have had some other, other person being a pilot and shooting, you know, things down. Um, I guess you could argue that he's there. So, there's, like, a scene of them catching Claw and not being able to take him to Wakanda. Um, yeah, fair enough. But still, I mean, they could wrote it differently. I mean, I just, I just, the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, what is even the point of this character right now? That's that's fair. I think, I guess, ultimately, the point was probably to to draw it into the larger MCU, which I, I want to talk about next. But real quick, one more character we got to talk about: Stanley, my boy, Stan the man. <laughs> His cameo was great. I loved it. What'd you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I liked it too. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take these, keep them over here, keep these I, nice and safe for you. Yeah. I, like, oh, I love that his his cameos have like really grown in the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when he was first doing cameos, there would just be like a like he first cameoed in like the first Spider-Man movie, and it was just like a like a shot of him real quick. Like he had no lines. It was just like a cut scene. And then that was it. And now he's like full on like adding some humor to like the movies. And That's everything. true because it was hilarious. Like the whole theater laughed when he said that line. Even people who didn't know what was going on, it was still just funny. But you're right, man. I think his roles have gotten a lot bigger. Like arguably his biggest role was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when we saw him talking to the Watchers, which a lot of people have speculated is who he is he's a member of the watchers and that's his the character he's been playing in the mcu this whole time so but now nah, that was it, it was it was good but back to to ross i think like i said i think the probably the biggest reason they put him in the movie again is to just kind of bring it back to the larger mcu because arguably this movie works just fine by itself like I, I I don't think you need to have seen any other Marvel movie to understand what's going on. Right. I mean, the only thing, and and you don't even need to, but you get to see, you know, T'Challa's father die and in, in Civil War, which might be a little bit helpful, but it's it's not you know crucial to 
understanding this storyline because they they say what happens in the movie. Um, I was actually reading an article and I was talking about Agent Ross and about how maybe Marvel's kind of thing with them is they're trying to make a new Agent Carter. And this is him now. Um, Which, I mean, I liked Agent Carter, right? And I don't feel like you need to replace him. You mean Agent Coulson or Agent Carter? Coulson, I'm sorry. Agent Coulson. I was like, isn't it the woman? Yeah, so Agent Coulson, okay. You know, I was just just watching um, Captain America yesterday, and I just have that stuck in my head now. But yeah, Agent Coulson. Um, yeah, I, I wrote an article basically saying that they're they're trying to make a new one, so that's not going to be this Agent Ross. But I don't feel like that's even crucial to the overall story. No, it, yeah, we're at a point um, now in MCU like you don't need a, no. Yeah. yeah, we're at a point now it, in MCU where like a character like that is not really needed. Right. I feel like it was it was good in the beginning. It was needed in the beginning, right? Um. Just because we don't need to have Samuel L. Jackson showing up at the end of every single movie. Like, you can have him showing up instead. Um, but, yeah. One other cast member. Let's talk about Claw real quick. So, what, what did you think of Claw? He was fine. It, it, I was surprised at the way they just killed him. Yes. But that's, other than that, I mean, his hand was... Yeah, his hand was real weird looking. And I don't... I wonder... See... <laughs> Again, like I wonder if they did that on purpose that his hand really looked super fake or if they wanted it to look like a real hand because it did not look like a real hand at all. <laughs> I don't know. They probably somewhat did that on but purpose. But like was that Yeah, I'm like is that was that the decision to make it very obviously like a rubbery fake hand? I would imagine so. You know what I mean? Cuz if they wanted to make it look like a real hand, they could have just had it been his real hand. You know what I mean? You know, save save right. the money of yeah. <laughs> editing that and everything. So I feel like he was he was a funny character, which I mean, Marvel kind of does that to everybody, right? And I wouldn't say necessarily that I thought he was a funny character in the comic books or any other form that I've seen him in. Would you agree? No, not really. Like humor is not really his thing. He's not like a he he looks right. very humorous. Uh, I feel with him being yeah in the comic books, <laughs> he looks very humorous. I feel like with. <laughs> Uh, I feel like with him being a uh, a big Black Panther kind of like villain, right? That we would see him fight Black Panther a little more so than we did, and like he would be getting taken down by Black Panther versus Killmonger. I felt a little indifferent about that. Um, and I also feel like they could have, I mean, they could have potentially dove into his story a little bit more from the comic book but i mean they, i guess they didn't have to do that i just i just feel like they could have done him a little bit better i got you yeah i think i think they were kind of just relying on the fact that like you know he was in agent uh, age of ultron and like they kind of swapped it in the sense that like you know ulysses claw probably has more of an appearance in the comic books than eric killmonger and Eric Killmonger doesn't have a huge presence in the comic books. Like he doesn't have a huge backstory or a lot of a lot of stories he pops up in. So I think they kind of just flipped it on his head, and I think it. But they do uh, made sense. They do tie in together. Yeah, they do. And they didn't. So in the in the comic book origin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're more the Black Panther person than I am. But um, Claw like kills Killmonger's parents and then steals them and makes him a slave. Yeah, and like no, the you're original right. Original story with them. Yeah, which is 
which is crazy because I mean here they are and then eventually Kumaga kills them but they're like working together in this story arc and it's just like to me that's that's mind-blowing how they're like dramatically different relationships from the comics to this movie yeah it seems like I mean it, it seems like they definitely still kind of hinted to that like you're right Ulysses Claw does like ins- kind of enslave him in the in the comics in this one it just seemed kind of more like he did still just like find him as a child and just like kind of molded him into this criminal. I mean, we don't really know that for sure, but it does kind of seem like that's it. They do kind of seem like they've built this kind of relationship where like they they just go out and do this. And obviously Killmonger had like this this end goal in mind. Or actually, you know what? I guess he didn't. I guess we don't know what happened to him from a kid because I know he goes and joins the military. But at what point he meets Claw? Hmm. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, they don't really go into no, that. No, they at don't. All. You're right. Now that I just thought about that, yeah, you're right. So yeah, that is that is drastically different. Which, again, that's a good decision because I don't know how how well that would have <laughs> went over on the big screen. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ulysses Claw. Like, I didn't mind him. I didn't love him. I didn't hate him. I just kind of thought he was like whatever. It, it would have been nice to see kind of more of him. To see, like like you said, like a bigger battle between like him and Black Panther. Because, uh, yeah, in, in the comic books, that is like his biggest villain. Because he's, again, the only one that's been able to make it into Wakanda and make it out of Wakanda alive. He's stolen Vibranium from them. In the comics, he does have that same like arm cannon that he... It was a uh, mining tool that he like altered to into a sonic cannon. And it can... It disrupts Vibranium, so... That's how he's able to kind of put up a fight against Black Panther. Because in terms of, like, physicality or, like, combat skills, like, he doesn't really have much. It's more of just, like, that cannon, and he's just, he's he's smart. Like, he's he's strategical. Um, so it would have been nice to kind of see more of that see, I, aspect of him. But And I, I just learned earlier today, because I, I kind of saw this, like, in, in um, the Avengers cartoon. <laughs> But I haven't seen this in comics. But I guess eventually he becomes um, solidified sound. And then he's like s- pretty damn powerful at that point. Yes, he does. Uh, in the com- That happens in the comic books too. He's knocked into like this this alternate realm. And he does become like literal sound. And he's like, that's when he starts. Like if you look, <laughs> if you look up Ulysses Claw, like the comic book version of him, he wears like this ridiculous looking suit. And the suit is to contain <laughs> him, basically. Yeah, it's super weird. So I, I'm I'm happy they didn't take that route because that would have just been kind of goofy. This movie, despite the fact that like we got all this this cool tech and like this futuristic, like um, this culture, it was very it was still very grounded. You know what I mean? Like it didn't seem too yeah. over the top. Like. So I I liked how they balanced that the the futurism of it, but like still being like grounded and and kind of like some realism in terms of like the views and people's motivations and opinions and and things like that. Um, but yeah, I it it works as a standalone movie because I know I know, I personally know people who have gone to see this movie and have never seen another Marvel movie at all. Yeah, no, there's the there's loads of people um that I actually see on 
on Facebook going to see these movies saying that this is the first movie they've ever seen. And it's, it's, it's interesting because um, there's like a certain group of people uh, that I'm Facebook friends with that like every superhero movie that comes out, like they midnight release see it or they see it within that first weekend. And what's interesting about this movie is I know some of those people didn't see it, but then other people that are not even like huge, you know, into superheroes went out and saw it and are all talking about it. Hmm. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Nuts. All right. So you, uh, what did you think about the fight scenes in this movie? They were good. I liked them a lot. Um, I mean, there's nothing like in particular that I would say is is standing out to me. Uh, I like the fact that um, Killmonger like was had his own type of training, right? He learned all the military, and he was able to like defeat the fuck out of Black Panther. I thought that was like a really cool fighting scene he had going on there. Um, I feel like they did a good job at both um, fights where he's fighting to become king or not uh, before he fights Killmonger and when he's fighting Killmonger of like building suspense like rooting for him wanting him to win um, and he almost felt the, like the emotion of when like Killmonger like threw him over the ledge uh, you know down into the water I mean they did a good job of like building that up and like you're like oh my god no you know what I mean yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we knew at least if if you've seen any of the trailers. I mean, you could have only seen the one trailer, but you kind of knew that that wasn't the end because there were scenes in the trailer that we hadn't seen yet. We knew that there was another fight scene between them both in the suits, so we kind of knew that that wasn't the end of them. But you're right; they did still do a good job of of building that emotion of like, like shit, like man, he he might be gone for real. Like he just threw my man over a waterfall like that was insane which was sick and directly out of the comic book which i thought was really cool too yeah it was page right like a panel right from it he does the same exact thing he throws him over the falls like that you're getting ahead of yourself sean i got that in the notes Uh. you're gonna get to it later (laughs) god damn it jesus (laughs) anyway fight scenes the first i so did you like the more i know you say you like the trial fight scenes so did you like those more than like the the bigger, like super CGI ish, like bouncing around fight scenes, like like the car chase and like um, the fight scene, in the very first one where he's uh, fighting like the the little military in the dark. I would say I liked I liked the the trial fights more, but it, it's close. I mean, those fight scenes were really cool. I mean, in the dark was in the dark one was actually probably my least favorite i think i like the the fight the car chase and the fight in the casino more than i like the in the dark scene see i was like that too until because the first time i saw it i was like oh okay you know what it was it was because it was dark i kind of missed some things but the second time i saw the movie i was like wow this scene is way fucking cool than i thought it was like because i i I could pay more attention to it. Like there's a point where like the, the car doors open and he literally just cuts it in half and throws it at a guy standing behind him. Like he just claws at the door, chops it in half and throws it at him. I'm like, Holy shit. Like that's, that was pretty crazy that he did that. Um, yeah. I mean the, the car chase scene, that one's cool. He does look kind of kind of rubbery as he's like bouncing around and stuff, you know, like the CGI is pretty pretty apparent in those scenes. I guess all the scenes honestly when he's in the suit, he does kind of look like a little eh, but still overall it looked good. But yeah, I I probably like the trial fights 
fights more because they did. They held more weight to them. They had more motion to them. What about the big action scene at the at the end where we had the, the tribes fighting each other? We had the rhinos running around. I thought that whole that whole part was awesome. I, I have zero complaints about that. It was great. It was super entertaining. You're like, man, I could not freaking believe. Like I could, like I saw it coming, but at the same time I couldn't believe. What's his name, man? The uh, his friend that was like the general guy. Um, cool. Ah, uh, uh, you know I, I gotta find me. I can't even say it. It's Wakabi. 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 Yeah, Wakabi. There it is. Yeah, man. Like I, I saw it coming, but at the same time, man, I was like, "Come on, Wakabi." <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did play him. I was like, and then him and the the head of the Dora Milaje, I guess, are either married or they're, they're together. They're married. Oh yeah. 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 And I'm just like, like you're gonna go against her for real? Like, come on, dude. Yeah, it was, yeah, that it was, was crazy to me that too. He just traded on her. Yeah, just he just like traded Especially, on her. Especially like when you consider like right. So I mean, we look at that fight scene. Like, are, are people getting killed? Uh, like, is Black Panther straight up killing these tribe people, or is he mostly just knocking them out? I'm thinking he's mostly just knocking these guys out. Yeah, I was thinking right? that too. I don't think he was killing his own people. You know, I don't think that would look too too good of a new king. You know what I mean? But meanwhile, uh, Killmonger straight up was killing people. Yeah, he was. He murdered and, like, that one girl. Well, Kabi's like, focus is not even on that. Other. Like his, his people. Yeah, his people right behind him were getting killed, and he's focused on taking Black Panther, one of his friends, down, just because he believes believes in Killmonger's like cause more. Which I get, you know, fight for what you believe in, but like at the same time, like, I mean, that was going against what should have happened, anyways. You know what I mean? Because. If if Black Panther hasn't submitted, I should call him T'Challa. If T'Challa hasn't submitted and he hasn't died, then technically Killmonger's the not king yet, over. and the challenge isn't right. over. And he should have like not just straight up ignored that. He should have let those two guys fight it out. And who who could have known? I mean, for all Wakabi knew, um, Killmonger could have still won, right? He already beat him once. Well, what's what's to change it now? I mean, they both got Black Panther suits. They both got the what do they call that plant? The heart shaped the the heart shaped herb. Yeah, they both have the heart shaped herb. I mean, they're still on even playing ground. They could have just still fought it out. Yeah, that's true. But anyways, I mean, that whole fight scene, I I loved it. Um, I love the rhinos. I love the whole like him absorbing the kinetic energy and you know exploding it. I loved. Him like having like fifty billion guys on him and seeing his sister about to get killed and him like oh fuck no you know what I mean yeah like that whole ah, thing was great um yeah, I feel you. but up to that point I thought the great that was a great scene now the actual end fight between Killmonger and T'Challa um I don't know I felt like it needed something more you know what I mean yeah like it was a I good fight scene they had the they had the whole you know. Let's take the vibranium kind of out of it with like this thing suppressing it. Um, Did that seem too convenient to you? Yeah, no, it definitely seemed like a setup in the beginning of the movie. Like when they're first talking about it, like, okay, well, we're clearly going to see this later. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I liked, I liked and I disliked the fact that when T'Challa finally, you know, got the, stabbed him. And he, he took him up to the see the, the sunset. Like, that was a cool scene, right? And I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, you can still save him. 
and he even says it at one point, but the guy, but Killmonger doesn't want to be saved. But like, just in my head, I feel like T'Challa would have saved him right then there. And it wouldn't have been a question. Yeah. I get you. I've been, I've been no, talking about over- this fight scene a lot, man. It's, it's your turn. What do you, what do you think? Nausea. Overall? Yeah. I like the fight scenes. Like I, I, I agree with you on that final fight scene between, uh, I like the first fight scene between them better. Because again, it just it helped. I feel like it helped more weight. There was no powers involved. It was just, just like a primal like weapon, weapon like, like slice and dice, like cutting. You see them like strategically cutting each other and like stuff like that. So I, I like that better than like when they were fighting on the train tracks. Um, but overall, it was still it was still good. What did you think about the tech? Like, did you do you feel like the tech lived up to to the Wakandan name? The the craziest part to me was the be- the very beginning when he's on the ship and he's looking at the trucks and it's like a like the vibranium sand that comes up and he like picks up the one truck and like swipes it and then he can see what's inside of it and I'm like that's crazy like how is this how how is that I'm like that's some insane ass technology yeah I know I think yeah I would say the technology definitely lived up um. What did you think of the sneakers? Oh, that scene was hilarious. That, that scene was so perfect too. Just because, <laughs> like, it, it, like it even captured like the brother sister relationship that you would expect to see too. And the, oh my yeah, god, the what are those? I fucking lost it. it. It's amazing how they managed to make that very old, no longer really relevant joke relevant again. So good, good on. Oh yeah, definitely. good on them for doing that. Because <laughs> I was like, ah, I was like, yeah. And then when she said the sneakers joke, I was like. Ah, that's yeah, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That was real clever. Uh, that was real nice. And she was re- she I recorded like when, uh, him when he like kicked the kicked the suit. Yeah, I was about to say. She's like doing. Like, what's wrong with you? Don't just come into my office kicking stuff. What's your problem? <laughs> I was like, that's great. That's great. Do my just seeing the vibranium in general in action like the stuff that they could do with it like the craziest scene to me is when man the again the the head of the door melage which again her name is is i can't think of her name at this moment i'm gonna remember it though when she's on top of the car and she throws her spear through the one car it sticks the ground and then just stops that car i'm like that's insane to see like the shit that like vibranium could do like it was like that's that's nuts dude it, yeah like that that shit was crazy yeah i would agree 100 percent. the tech was amazing i even like the black panther suits man how you just have to put the the necklace thing on like that was cool as fuck yeah definitely was it do you think it was too iron manny though no i don't think it was too iron manny do you think so i mean i didn't even See, because me personally, kind of, I, I, I honestly liked his old suit better. I liked the the helmet of it a little bit better. But, I mean, I, I get why they did it. Like, it was still very, very cool and everything. But I, I do think I like him putting on the helmet a little bit better. I do. I like that she made a joke about it, too. Like, oh, these guys are shooting <laughs> at me. Let me put my helmet on. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> She's like, that's old. It's old, brother. Like, stop it. Oh, and the fact the the being able to control cars and ships and stuff from the office like that's hella <laughs> convenient. 
Like, you're telling me I can be out in battle without actually being out in battle? Like, so I can fight and do all this stuff with no risk of being hurt or injured in any kind of possible way? Yeah. That's incredible. Like, it's insane. So, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely, they they did it with the tech, man. They they kicked it up for sure. I liked it a lot. Um, so, yeah, tech, tech was real cool, real cool. Um you want to talk about some 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 comic book uh, Easter eggs? Yeah, go for it. Hit me with what you got. <laughs> All right, so we. I don't think I have know. any. <laughs> All right, so we already know. We, really, we already talked about the one scene that's straight from the comic books where Killmonger throws T'Challa over the falls. So that is a panel right from the books. Another one is when T'Challa stops that rhino. That's also a scene right from the books, like. There's a, a panel where he does the same thing. Like, he grabs the rhino by his horns and he, like, stops it in his tracks. Um, which is, a, I thought was a really good way to display, like, just how strong he is. Like, because these are, ab- obviously, they don't they don't seem like normal yeah. rhinos. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, bred, like, like, warrior rhinos in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, they ride these rhinos into battle. They have armor made for them. They know what to do. Like they get in there, they start horning people all over the place. So like these aren't normal I was rhinos. Like, Poor rhino. And the fact that he was able to just grab one by the horns, yeah, he just flipped it over. And I'm like Jesus Christ. So that's that was really like a display of like how strong Black Panther is because I feel like people underestimate his strength and the fact that he could put you know a fucking two ton rhino on its back pretty easily was pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's ripped right from the books. Uh, another thing is we kind of talked about Shiri a little bit. So, yeah, in the comics, she does become Black Panther at one point. And I, I like the scene where he they were doing the, the first trial, and he's like, anybody from the royal family that wishes to challenge, and she raised her hand. I was like, <laughs> I got so excited. And, I was, and then I was like, she made the joke. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even mad about that because that was still a, a good nod of a comic book reference. I was like, ah, I like that. I like that a lot. That was pretty cool. Um, another thing is, so you know how, did you notice that Killmonger's suit had like leopard prints on it? I didn't notice that. No. Yeah. So it does. Like if you, if you pay closer attention to it, it has like, or Jaguar prints on it or whatever spots on it. Uh, that's also a nod to the comics because in the comic books, he has a pet Jaguar. Didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, pretty cool, right? <laughs> That's all I really got. I mean, it like there's a ton of them, but those are like the main ones. Those are like the, the the big big ones. So, some some interesting stuff I thought I'd talk about. So next, we gotta talk about the villains. In particular, we gotta talk about Eric Killmonger. All right, let's do it. You wanna you wanna start it off with talking about his his overall agenda. Yeah, so so yeah, we we basically kind of had three villains in this movie. Ulysses Claw, obviously, Eric Killmonger, and Man Ape, who kind of turns out to be an ally later on. Um, also, I guess that's another thing. So, did I did I say that? Did I talk about the how Man Ape is? They they're different from the Wakandans because they don't worship the Panther god. They worship yeah. yeah we okay, hit that. cool. Uh, I wasn't sure. 
so much stuff to talk about, man. It's just it's all over the place. Yeah, no repeating. I know. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We've been we've been accused of doing that too much. <laughs> nah, we're good. Um, so yeah, Eric Killmonger, man. Overall, I'll say this: the first time I saw this movie, at least in the very beginning, like his first couple of scenes, I wasn't a huge fan. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really like his attitude. I didn't really like the way he spoke. I was just kind of like, ah, I'm not really feeling him too much. Now, as the movie progressed and I saw like his deeper motivations, I was like, okay, you know what? I, I can get behind this dude as a villain. The second time I saw the movie, I was much more invested. I think in terms of... Eric Killmonger as a villain, I think he's right up there. And we did our episode about the best MCU villains. And I, I said that one of my favorites was the Vulture, simply because of his motivations. You know, he just he was just this guy and you could get behind what he was trying to do. I could get behind Eric Killmonger and where he was coming from. Like the Wakandans have all this power. Like he's he's this boy who never truly saw his home. He, his father was murdered by their so-called king and covered it up. He was left to basically fend for himself as a boy. And he saw so much violence and brutality and just, just messed up stuff in the world that he alone realized he couldn't do anything about it. But he thought about the stories his dad would tell him about Wakanda. I'm sure he probably did some research. He probably learn from Ulysses Claw and he just was just like why if they're supposed to be such great people my dad talked about them so much but they're not doing shit like there's so much going on people that just like us our brothers and sisters are being affected every day and they're living in poverty they're they're being uh you know tortured and ostracized and and discriminated against and the Wakandans just look out for themselves and don't do shit about it. And it, I think like his motivations were, they were very clear. Number one, they weren't overly complex or super convoluted or anything like that, which Marvel has, you know, been guilty of doing with some of their villains. His, his motivations were clear. They were straightforward. They made sense. And like, I, I could get behind them. Like I, I really could. And like, he just kind of prevented like, presented this opposing force to T'Challa and they both kind of had to come to this realization that like something definitely should be done and I think that that is what kind of defines a great villain is that you know he he basically convinced T'Challa like something should be done now T'Challa decided like it's I shouldn't do it the way that you wanted to do but you are right like something should change and I have the power to do that. So I, I like Killmonger a lot as a villain, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I was actually, and I don't want to like just repeat a whole bunch of things that you said, but I feel like you and I are very much on the same page with him as a villain, right? I was definitely going to rate him as one of the best MCU villains that we've seen just simply because you, you understood why he's doing what he was doing, right? And it's not necessarily all about him and um, trying to... You know, it's not like just his motivations of furthering himself. Like he wants to further like 
the people in need and he sees like the opportunity to like do it and he's frustrated with the fact that you know all of Wakanda can do this and they can help you know his his brothers and sisters and they don't do it and uh, honestly I mean we, we said it before that's that's the makings of a great villain is if you can see why he does the things he does and you can understand you can almost get on his side then you got a good villain right so again um as far as mcu villains that we've seen he's he's definitely up there in you know probably top three if not the top one yeah very true Uh, um i think it's interesting when you look at the movie and the the different approaches of like people of like what Wakanda could do. You know what I mean? So like we have like the the old ways, the traditional ways where Wakanda just focuses on Wakanda, right? We have Killmonger's motivations where Wakanda is going to go and help people, but they're going to do it by force, right? They're going to use their technology and they're going to they're going to knock everybody down and they're going to become they're basically gonna rule everything and take over, right? So we have right, we have, yeah. They're ba- he's basically like we're gonna conquer the world, like we're gonna conquer all these other places. So yeah. So motivation one, do all right. So option one, do nothing. Option two, take everything and take over by force. And then we also got to see option three, which was uh, Nakia. Am I saying her name right? Nakia. Nakia. Um, yeah. where. We're not doing anything by force, but we're also not going to do anything. We should go out there and we should provide aid and use our technology to, you know, help everybody out. So we have this kind of like triangle effect, right, where we get to see three different options of what everybody should be doing. And um, they all, you know, all three kind of forces kind of fight against each other. And I think at the end of the movie, we got to see kind of both sides of like what Killmonger and you just said it, <laughs> Nakia. All right, Nakia, 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 and what Nakia wanted, and the, both of those things I think had a great effect on what um, T'Challa ends up deciding to do at the end of the movie by you know providing aid to the people. Like Wakanda's not gonna hide as like a third world country anymore. They're gonna show, they're gonna share their technology and they're gonna try to reunite everybody as like, you know, one people. Um, and I think that's cool when you take a step away from the back, like you get to see all these different, you know, forces pushing against each other. And that even makes like uh, Killmonger's motivations even cooler because you got to see the other sides and it's just not like, you know, hero versus villain, but we got to see like, even the hero was wrong in what he was doing too. Right, yeah. He he visits his dad and he's just like like you know, his dad basically killed his brother and then left his nephew in in essentially what was a foreign world to them. You know what I mean? Like they're Wakandans. They grew up in like at that time, because it was nineteen ninety two, at that time Wakanda was drastically different from Oakland, California. So it's it's kind of like he was left in this he was left in this world and in the comic books, you know, um Mjobu, yeah, Mjobu um is exiled from a young age and Killmonger grows up like as the son of this exiled uh Wakandan. And in the movie he's not exiled, but he is murdered and Killmonger still kind of grows up 
almost in exile. Like he he wasn't uh, he wasn't even a hundred percent sure of this world. He even says it like you know as a kid like can you imagine me believing in the fairy tale of Wakanda? Like, you know, the kind of, the kind of hope that would fill me with, and then going and seeing like all this fucked up stuff is like, you know, like what, if, if this place really exists, like what are they doing? Like, where is, where are the knights in shining armor? Like, why aren't they doing anything about it? So, yeah, I mean, to add to that too, what's crazy is the fact when you think about it, when he's a little kid, right. And when he's talking about Wakanda, um, nobody's around him is going to believe whatever he's saying. So he's got to have an effect of everybody just calling him crazy, you know, from being a young kid his whole life. And him, he's got to stand there and know that he's right, that what his dad told him is right, that this Wakanda is not like a third world country. They're super events and they have the power and he's got to deal with everybody, you know, telling him that he's wrong and him believing like, no, I know what I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, they made some really good, really great decisions with this character. I mean, everything from like how he just killed everybody that was in his way. Like he, he had this golden plan of like, I got to get to Wakanda. And like the biggest downside to his character is that we didn't see him enough. Right. We saw him in like one scene early on in the movie. And then there's like a good chunk of the movie where we don't see him. And then he just kind of comes back. And then, like I said, he kills everybody in his way. And then he, he ends up in Wakanda and he takes over and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like he murdered the girl that he was with. Like, I like the whole, like this Bonnie and Clyde thing has got an end and he just shoots her. I was like, geez, okay. Murders Ulysses <laughs> Claw, like just with no hesitation. I like the, the, um, the burn marks on him for all of his confirmed kills. Like I said, the decisions they made with him is good. Even, even the fact that like the way they trained him physically, like the way he physically looks. So, cause like in the comics, right? He, Eric Killmonger, he did, he, he doesn't have any special powers. He, he, he had never eaten a heart shaped herb. Like he was just, he trained from a very, very young age to just be like this, just brute of a character. And in the comics, he beats Black Panther, even with his Black Panther powers, just out of brute force. Like, he's just, just beats him, right? And, and in the books, he's he's bigger than T'Challa, quite a bit bigger. Like, he's maybe four or five inches taller than him. He's he's quite a big, bit more muscular. And in, real, and in the movie, in real life, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman are the same height. They're both six feet tall, but... In the scene where they uh, they fight each other on the falls, Michael B. Jordan does look physically more imposing than Chadwick Boseman, and I I'm pretty sure that that was a a, per, a decision made on purpose. Like they, it seems like they, their goal with him was not to make him like super cut, but just to make him as big as possible. Like dude's chest is like enormous. You know what I mean? Like. And I, yeah. I feel like that was a decision. That was one of the decisions they made of like, we need to make him physically bigger than than Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman is more like, he's more cut and kind of slender. And I mean, of course, he still's got the muscles, but like I said, he's he's kind of more slender. Michael B. Jordan, they just like beefed him up. And I'm just like, man, that's, dude, that's, that's perfect. Like that was a great decision they made. Like that was, that was how they should have did it. Um... And then yeah, and then the his final scene of 
when he gets stabbed and like you said he he takes T'Challa takes him up to see the sunset which his father talked about which in the beginning when they were telling the story of Wakanda that was his father talking he was that was him telling that story and he talks about the sunset and how beautiful it was and he gets to see that sunset and then he delivers the line of like hey you know like no don't I don't want you to heal me like cuz then what you're just going to you're going to lock me up He's like, bury me in the in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew that that death was better than bondage. And then he dies. And it's like, like, wow, like that, right. that line carried so much weight to it. It was just like, like, man, that's that was crazy. You know what I mean? And I think that kind of leads us to to probably one of the the biggest points of this movie was just like the cultural like aspect of it and like the cultural significance of it. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you talk about the cultural part first. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of, there's a lot of different things we could talk about about this. And I, I think, you know, as a, as a podcast and as a comic book podcast, um, I think this is almost going to take a little bit more serious element. Yeah, than we've had in the past, and this is this step which I, I'm excited to do. But this step is even gonna take a, a step away from even the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we don't we don't talk too much. Like we never really talk about like race or, or gender or any of those kind of serious things on here. We just talk about the movies. We talk about what we like. You know what I mean? And um, that that's never really a big deal. Like I, I I make the joke of you being Irish, so I think people who listen to us kind of have picked that up by now. I think they figured out that you're <laughs> Irish, but we never talk about me. So I am black, right? So this and and that is a big aspect of this movie, the the black culture behind it, right? Um, it's not the first black superhero we've seen star in a movie. It's not. We had Blade. We had we had others. So it's it's. It's not the first one. I don't think that's it. And I've seen some people complaining online about that, about like, what about Blade and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this isn't the first one, yada, yada. Like, no, it's it's not that. It's the fact that this is an all African-American cast, in some instances, just African, right? Like, Like native Africans. It focuses on African culture, even if it is a made up nation in Africa. Like, obviously, they drew tons and tons and tons and tons of inspiration from real African nations and cultures. And we we get to see that on screen represented in a way that's never really been represented before. Right. We get to see like this African nation, like normally when we see it. Africa is normally portrayed as like poor or or, you know, you see skinny, skinny, starving children or we see like uh, kids in 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 war slavery and like all this other stuff. We talk about how there's no water and no resources, but this isn't that this is an African nation that is literally the strongest nation on the planet. And we've never seen anything like that represented in on the big screen before. It just it it hasn't happened. Like say what you will, it just it hasn't, right? And like people like me who read the comic books, I've known about this. 
Like I've seen it on the pages. And that to me has been great seeing that just on the pages. But to see that transfer to the big screen is like a whole a whole different um, it's like a whole nother step, like a, a whole nother realm of of how big this really is. And that's why I mean, in truth, that's a part of the reason why this movie has been doing so well, because like I said in the beginning, there are people who are seeing this movie who have never seen any other MCU movie before. And it's because of what this movie is is giving them. You know what I mean? Like people don't see themselves in Captain America. Like not everybody sees that. Not everybody sees themselves in in a billionaire billionaire playboy. You know what I mean? Or or uh, a World War Two you know white soldier or you know a, a a young or not young but a small nerdy white scientist. You know what I mean? Like this movie brings a whole new crowd to it because they can see themselves like. Like you said, I know you say it was a big deal in Grenada when this movie was released. It was a big deal in a lot of places where this movie was released. I watched a video, a whole video of a celebration in a, a country in Africa, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's where uh, Lapita Nyong'o, who plays Nakia in the movie, is from. They had a whole celebration. I mean, like parades in the street for this the release of this movie because they could see some of the stuff that they see in their own culture finally brought to the big screen in a way that's not degrading in any way or or you know misrepresentation like it's not all poverty and 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 famine in Africa like there are some thriving nations and we get to finally see that so i mean yeah the cultural aspect of this movie like it's very significant because it's something we've never seen before yeah, so um, just to kind of like try, I guess, to add to that, um, you pretty much hit it all on the head, though. But yeah, uh, I mean, I'll try to start where you start. So yeah, you were talking about how it's it's not the first um, superhero movie like this, and like you said, that we we've had Blade, we've had Spawn, we've had we've had Steel with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, we've had things, but this is the first one with, with an entirely African-American or African cast. This is the first one that brought the culture into it. I mean, when you watch Blade, which I was never a huge Blade fan, um, but I mean, there's it, it's surrounded with like white people still within that movie. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still first in this realm. And I, I think what's extremely important to this and, and you kind of, you were hit saying this too. And I actually remember having this conversation um, with Denise before um, about a lot of things with superheroes is, you know, when little kids look up to superheroes, I mean, are they able to relate to them or not? You know what I mean? And the fact that a lot of the big superheroes that you see in the MCU, I mean, they're, they're all white. And so are you able to necessarily relate to it? And I actually saw this, this video um, it was like a short little clip on my Facebook page and everybody was commenting about it and there was so much joy going around it. And it's a video of these two little kids um, standing next to a, uh, a Black Panther uh, movie theater showtime sign, whatever they call those things. And the, the two kids are pointing like, no, I'm Black Panther. No, I'm Black Panther. And the caption goes, I mean, this is this is why this movie is such a big deal is like, you know, finally kids can go and look at this character and they might be able to see themselves like this character looks exactly like me. 
Um, and, and for that reason, I think this this is a huge, huge, huge movie just for that reason. That's something that we haven't quite seen before. Um, so yeah, I mean, just for the, like you were saying, just for the culture aspect, it, it's huge and it's great. And I mean, the, the things that I've seen, I mean, don't get me wrong. We can talk about some of the negativity and the the crazy amount of racism for absolutely no reason that faced this movie, and then we could. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there there's no point of you know dwelling on that. Like, there are always going to be those people, no matter what happens. It, it it just is, and that's fine. There's you know there's nothing we can really do about that. But for what it's doing for those people, like you said, for like those types of kids and things like that, like that's definitely what needs to be focused on. And again, like it's, we've seen black superheroes before, but not to this capacity. Like it ain't like to me. And it made me so excited to see black Panther on the screen because I, I know his comic book origins, you know, like T'Challa is like one of literally one of the smartest men in the world. If not the entire Marvel universe, like this man has PhDs from Oxford, Harvard, Stanford, you know what I mean? Like he graduated from Harvard at the age of 15. Like he he's trained in combat his entire life. Like he's a genius. He's an excellent strategist. He he's a he's a king. Like he is a literally a king. He is the richest man in the world because he's his kingdom sits on the most valuable metal metal on earth. His estimated net worth is 90 trillion dollars. You know what I mean? Like, so to see all of that in a character that's black, like, whoa, like that's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. Something uh, I wanted to add to that I thought was kind of cool. Um, I mean, obviously the, I feel like this movie was, took too long to get to. So I want to, I want to start by saying that, but something I did think that was cool is Black Panther in the comics is one of the first um, black superheroes in the comic books as well. And then here we are. He's like one of the first big, you know, superhero movies that we get to see. And I mean, when I mean, he's one of the biggest and he was the first. I mean, he's there before, you know, Static Shock was there. He was there before John Stewart, Green Lantern. He was made before um, Icon. He was made before Falcon. I mean, you name him. Black Panther was the first and he was the one that started. And it's going to be awesome if this starts, you know, something like we'll get to see more of this we get to see more you know ethnic characters um or more diverse characters we get to see more gender character roles in the movies and get bigger and it's not just all you know white male superheroes yeah i agree and you know of course there's that too like don't get me wrong like of course this is you know this is a big deal like we've been talking about but it's not just because he's black like it's just we want to it's great to see more diversity in general. You know what else I'm very excited about? The fact that the Captain Marvel movie is not going to be centered around the first Captain Marvel, which was, again, basically, I mean, he was an alien, but he essentially just looked like a white man. You know, like, it's going to be a female. Like, in the comic book, she has to earn the title of Captain Marvel. For a long time, she went as Miss Marvel. But no, like they're giving us taking her straight to the captain role. Like it's just going to be her. So we're going to get to see that. We saw Wonder Woman, which did a huge thing for for, you know, women being portrayed in superhero movies like successfully. Right. We we got to see that. And just in general, to see more diversity within these people 
you know, it'd be great if if Falcon took over as Captain America at one point like he did in the comic books. Like, it'd be super cool to see that. You know, it, it'd be super cool to see if, you know, somebody threw a, a theory out to me where, um, so one of the more recent, very recent, like, I, I'm thinking we're talking like 2013 or 14, it happened. Um, they introduced a new character into the Marvel comics called Riri Williams. And she was a 15-year-old black girl who built an Iron Man suit. And for a little while, she wasn't the main Iron Man, but she got the attention of Tony Stark. He trained her. He worked she he worked with her. Like she was an Iron Man. Like she was. She was 15 years old. She was black. She built her own Iron Man suit. So somebody threw the fan theory out there to me of what if Shuri becomes like Riri Williams? Because like a, a nickname for Shuri could be Riri. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. But it's interesting in the sense of, again, like to see that diversity, you know, like to see that would be fantastic. Like it's super fucking cool to be witness to that. Like we always talk about how cool it is, the fact that we get to see this, right? We're alive for this, this whole big spectacle of like these superhero movies and getting this that where we have the technology where they can make movies that look like they jumped right off the pages of the comic books. And that's one thing in and of itself. But to see what else is doing for for this genre, for for yeah, like for this genre is is dude, it's great. Like fucking Marvel, man. Hats <laughs> off to him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fuck. So so yeah, so yeah, dude. Let's talk, I mean, just in the culture area too. Uh I just want to see some of the, like the the cool things you even see going on in the theaters, right? Like I don't know if you saw anything firsthand. I saw a lot of video things, but even just just here, like I said how it was a huge deal. I mean, we went this is the first movie since I've been here that they sold tickets before the movie came out. So that's just one we uh, went to the movie theater and the, there was a whole bunch of people, you know, dressed in like traditional like uh, Africa attire. There are guys in front of the um, theater um, playing like, you know, instruments, playing drums. And like you could just feel the energy of all the people around you, like the super hype for this. I mean, they had a big um, Black Panther like uh, poster and they had like picture things that you can hold up and take pictures in front of it and everybody was like lining up to take pictures with this i mean and like i like i said i mean you could see how much of videos you see people like before the movie you know doing like traditional like african dances and stuff i mean just this culture that the hype over this movie was just just amazing yeah it really was man it really was um you know it's crazy because i wanted to I did want to talk about like some of the things I didn't necessarily like about the movie, just so just to kind of keep it balanced, because it wasn't a perfect movie. It was a great movie, phenomenal movie, but it wasn't perfect. No movie's really perfect. So I kind of wanted to point that out. But now I feel like it's like the wrong time to do it <laughs> after after all that. You know what I mean? I'm like, shit, should we should we really talk about that at this point? But I guess we, we kind of hit on it a little bit. I mean, you know, I talked about kind of like. The CGI was a little kind of wonky sometimes. And, um, you know, how at first I didn't like Eric Killmonger, but he, he kind of grew on me. No, here's, okay, well, you know what? This actually works because now we're going to talk about the post credit scenes. I hated the first one. Couldn't stand it. Not because of the scene itself. I thought it was a good scene. 
But what I also thought was they could have just tacked that motherfucker to the end of the movie. It did not need to be an after credit scene. <laughs> like, why? No, yeah, why yeah, right. did we waste an after credit scene on that? That could have literally just been the end of the movie. We could have had a way better after credit scene. Like, I wanted so bad to see some Infinity War stuff, and they didn't give it to us. Now, and even still, I'd have took two Winter Soldier after credit scenes. The first one could have been the last one. So the last, the first after credit scene we actually did get, we see Black Panther talking at the UN, saying how Wakanda is now going to be involved in the world and yada yada. And the one guy's like, well, what can a bunch of poor farmers do for us? And he's like, ha, ah, smiles at him. Everybody, everybody that knows is kind of like looking at each other like, ah, this, this, this motherfucker, he's, he doesn't know anything, does he? <laughs> um, so it was cool, <laughs> but we didn't need it as an after credit scene. Like it could have just been the end of the movie. Um, the second after credit scene we got was we got to see the Winter Soldier. These kids are standing over him. He comes out of this tent. He still doesn't have an arm. And Shuri's there, and she's like, how are you doing, you know, Lieutenant Barnes? And he's like, it's just Bucky. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm feeling a lot better. She's like, you got a lot more to learn. So we, what we get from that is, okay, they've, they've, they're fixing his mind. They've either completely fixed it or they're pretty damn close to him being completely reset, which is great. But you know what would have been cooler? If we saw him get a damn arm. That would have been a lot cooler. <laughs> So that even that could have been the first after credit scene. And then the last after credit scene could have been us seeing him get a new arm because we know he's going to get a new arm. Why not just show us that? But yeah, that's that was probably my biggest gripe about the movie. <laughs> to honestly, I mean, if that's if that's your biggest complaint about the movie, then I mean, the after credit scenes is your biggest complaint. That's a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, that, that's a pretty nerdy complaint, too, to be honest with you, because there's. Again, the people who who this was their first Marvel movie got up and left. Oh yeah, like they no, were, I saw, I saw some people. Yeah, some people looked back at us like, "What are these? What are they doing? Like, why are they still here? Like, <laughs> in the movie over? Why?" Because you know, like the people who know, like they don't move. Right. It's not like a shuffle, like put the coat on. No, they just. I'm still sitting here eating my popcorn. Like this movie's not over yet. Like I'm not moving. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let the recliner down. Like it's staying up. Like I'm just, I'm still just chilling. And some of those people who did get up and left, like kind of looked like what, what's are we missing something here? Like what's going on? Um, and then again, you get some people who leave after the first in credit scene. And then you get those people who stay all the way to the end. That's how you know who the, who the real, real fans are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a, I guess that is a pretty nerdy complaint if that's my only complaint, but it is my, I mean, my no, I, complaint. I agree with you. Not that that helps. I mean, I'm also nerdy, but <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, the first after credit scene, I do feel like that should have, that honestly, that probably should have just been part of the movie just for the, the people that didn't know to wait. <laughs> like, I feel like it's kind of somewhat yeah. of a crucial scene and they probably should have had it. And, uh, I did want to see something that was going to tie into Infinity Wars. And I mean, I kind of want to see like a hint because there's a lot of speculation that the last Infinity Stone is going to be in Wakanda. And I, yes. if they were going to do that, they could have gave us like a little, you know, hint to that in the after credits scene. I wanted to see Winter Soldier in this movie and they gave it to us. But I mean, we didn't. He was just there. Like what was cool about that scene? We already knew that he was in Wakanda. You know what I mean? Like 
there was yeah. nothing cool about that happening. I was like, oh, all right, there he is. I wanted to see yeah. him. I actually kind of yeah. wanted to see him when shit hit the fan. I wanted to see him like, you know, either like even Agent Ross, like when he's getting shot at, like, you know, Bucky's right there in some pod that he could just release him real quick. That would have been fucking oh, awesome. That would have been cool. Yeah, you're right. That would have been cool. I was kind of, honestly, I was kind of waiting for it, but I mean, the, it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I do feel like they could have done better with the after credit scenes. I mean, if we if we want to talk about some complaints about the movie real quick, after credit scenes, I don't think were that great. We kind of said it already, but I, I kind of wanted to see more out of Claw. Um, you said the CGI. I mean, that's that's all I really got as far as complaints. Yeah. I mean, there's not much. I would have liked to see more of Claw and... Um, actually, I would have liked to see more of all the villains, to be honest with you. Claw, Killmonger, and and uh, M'Baku. I got to stop calling them Man-Ape. M'Baku. I'd like to see all more of all of them, man. They were all real solid, dude. Like Again, the cast was great. Uh, so I would have loved to see more of all the characters. But yeah, so I think... Uh, Anything else on Black Panther on the movie in general? No, nah, I think we hit on the a lot of the important things to the movie. All right. So I guess it's time for our close call then. Close call. <laughs> uh yeah, so close call. So w- what are we what are we doing for this close call? There was already so, so much to talk about with this movie. Yeah, so what we're going to do with this close call, just because it was such a great movie, right? We're going to compare it to all the the first movies. So I was saying like the first, like, you know, to the trilogy movies, but just the, just the standalone hero movies and it being their first, right? So we're going to compare it to, you know, the first Captain America, which is the first Avenger, the first Iron Man, the um, the first first Thor and then Doctor Strange we only have one Ant-Man we only have one Spider-Man Homecoming I guess we'll throw Hulk in there too um okay I believe that is all the firsts all right, so, so which one no, I'm gonna let you start think... where, where are you putting it so this, this is my thing right and I feel like I'm I'm over here by myself on this I think this is gonna surprise you a little bit alright I personally think the first Captain America is pretty damn good. And there's a lot of people complain about it and say it's a slow movie. I was just watching it yesterday just because I feel like I had to watch it at all in a long time and I wanted to know if it's still as good as I thought it was. I gotta say, man, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. I agree. I have zero complaints about it. So, I think personally, I think I might put that one first and I might put Black Panther as easily second. It's hard. And I I go back and forth. I mean, Black Panther was really, really great. And I want to, I want to put that first too. But this is my thing about Captain America is I feel like it was his origin story and it was pretty damn close to what his real origin story is. And I like that a lot. That's fair. So you you like um, the the pureness of the story, right? The 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 fact that they really use the source material. Yeah, that's fair. So out of out of these these first, give me your top. Let's say top five. All right. So, I mean, there's not that many in general. <laughs> 
So we got we got Captain America. Then I'm going Black Panther. Iron Man one. Which is a little unfair, but I just like it because it started everything. Yeah. Uh so it's still a good movie though. Yeah, no, it is a really good movie. Um I fucking love this is off topic, but I love that like when he was like finally like, you know, he like ex- escaped, the first thing he wanted was a cheeseburger. Like that's still oh, yeah, to me is so stuff. damn funny. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's, that would have been the first thing I would have wanted too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what's so great about it. Yeah, spending time in a de- bro, we gotta stop at a goddamn McDonald's <laughs> or something. Like, I need a burger. Um, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor one. That last spot's hard. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking. Yeah, in terms of the the first, the first solo movies. This might change, but as of right now, I, I I would probably put Black Panther as number one. Then I'd have to say Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man 1, Captain America, and then it'd be a toss-up to me between Doctor Strange or Ant-Man. And I might just give it to Ant-Man simply because I just... I really liked Ant-Man. Like it was it, I didn't expect too much from it and it, it greatly exceeded my expectations and I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that's true. Ant-Man is really good. Yeah. So where are you putting this in the in the larger MCU? So out of all the MCU movies, is this in your has Black Panther made your top five? I wanna say yeah. This is my thing, man. So Avengers is definitely up there. Probably Avengers is probably my favorite. The first Avengers, just because it was it was awesome seeing them finally all on the big screen civil war was great civil war would probably be my be my number two see so minor flip-flop civil war is my number one avengers is my number two i also think winter soldier is pretty damn good true so winter soldier's in there and then i already put captain america one so all the captain americas are in your top five <laughs> Which is crazy because I never really thought about it. But yeah, I would say all three Captain Americas are in my top five with Avengers 1. Um, so then Black Panther would be in there. So that would be my okay. top five. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, like I said, Civil War, Avengers, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and uh, man. Um, let's see. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that definitely doesn't make my top five. No, it was good and everything. Nah, I, I feel like my top five I feel like sure. <laughs> I feel like the second Guardians of the Galaxy put like a bad taste in my mouth, and that's just brought the enough. first one down with it. <laughs> Dude, I I feel like that's the thing. It's I, to me, it separated it even more because it's like, man, that was good. All right, fair enough. So I think that I think that's it, right? That's it for our close call. Yeah. Anything else, or is that is that it for the show? That's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. I ain't got nothing else. You want to tell them where they can reach us? They can reach us at Close Calls Pod. They can do it on Facebook. They can do it on Twitter. They can do it on Gmail. They can just leave us comments, whatever podcast system they're using right now. Yeah. uh, Thanks to everybody who, you know, subscribes, who listens, who left a comment. You know, if you haven't, feel free to do any of those things. Subscribe, listen more, leave a comment. 
Um, share with your friends. That's going to be the, the best way to kind of grow this, you know, for if one person can tell five of their friends and then two out of those five listen, then we can really, really start to grow this this sucker. Uh, and yeah, man, feel free to, to tweet at us, Facebook at us, email in. You know, we, we're looking for those letters, man. We want to start reading some stuff, getting some stuff out there, listening to what our what people who listen to us have to say. So that'd be great. But other than that, I mean, I think that's all we got. Sean, have you come up with that uh with that that killer sign off phrase yet? No, not yet. Jeez. I know. I'm dropping the ball. That's all right, though. Uh, Yep. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.